Hello and welcome to Market Savvy Conversations. My name is Megan Walker and our very special guest today is Dr. Tajari, who is an amazing researcher that I came across in an article um, created by the RACGP. So hello, how are you, Lottie? Good afternoon, Megan. <laughs> nice to see you. And your research really piqued my interest because I thought, hey, this is something that we've all got in our handbags and our pockets and it could be causing more harm than good. So tell us a bit about your research and your background and some of the work that you do. Well, I'm a French citizen and Australian citizen. I am an associate professor at Bond University in the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia. Um, basically, I've been interested um, in many uh, types of research, um, especially around genomics, uh, molecular biology. And uh, the latest type of research um, that I'm doing is indeed to look at um, what is on mobile phones. And what I'm saying about uh, on mobile phone, I'm looking at microorganisms. So from fungi, uh, protozoa to viruses and bacteria. And I'm quite interested in that for a particular reason. I had like a personal kind of, uh, let's say, a switch on of this type of research when my wife was actually initially pregnant and gave birth to my daughter. And I was at the hospital in the surgery ward because um, my wife was in, in breach. So we had to go through a cesarean. And I noticed that in the theater, uh, there were quite a lot of uh, medical doctors or staff or healthcare workers with mobile phones on their hands. And uh, I was quite surprised because some of them had them with gloves on. And because I teach microbiology at Bond University and immunology and molecular biology, um, I was saying, oh, there is here um, a, a real red flag uh, issue in terms of infection control. Um, and uh, I started to say to myself, well, I think you should do something about it and uh, do some research on it and take a scientific angle and demonstrate that indeed those mobile phones are for mites and they should be really, uh, let's say, handled uh, in a different way. Yes, absolutely. I mean, as a non-clinical person, I can already guess the risks that are posed by a, you know, a surgical hand in a search, you know, a glove touching a phone. But can you just expand that for anyone who's um, <laughs> new to germs? What are some of those risks for in a surgical environment, touching a phone and then touching a patient? Look, um, infection control in uh, healthcare settings, uh, and I will actually uh, extend, that, extend that to other settings, but uh, let's go back to the healthcare setting. Um, the infection control is paramount so that um, the healthcare workers um, in some way treat patients without transmitting any bugs, any microorganisms towards those immunocompromised uh, individuals. So you know that hospitals, clinics, etc., cetera, um, is an area where lots of um, people are going because of trauma or different type of infections and their immune system uh, at this particular time is not the best. So you really don't want to get them to be exposed to nasty bugs. And in addition to that, the healthcare settings, uh, because there are so many individuals going there uh, for whatever reason, obviously health uh, issues, um, the healthcare settings become like a niche of many, many microorganisms, many germs. Um, and what it means is that 
uh, you can, even if you are healthy, if you enter a healthcare setting, you can actually contract a disease out there because, as I said, there is a huge, uh, dense amount of microorganisms which span from, as I said, viruses to, to, to bacteria. But on top of that, you have as well issues with microbes being antibiotic resistant or antimicrobial resistant. So it's really the wrong place to contract a, a disease. So it is important for the healthcare workers to handle patients uh, without transmitting in any way any of those bugs to those very fragile um, patients. Absolutely. And so many of the people listening to this conversation will be working in private practice. So they're GPs, they're allied health, they're specialists, but also many of those are in and out of hospitals as well. And so would you suggest or, you know, would, would, would that some of those risks extend to some of those environments in clinics as well? Are we just as, um, you know, we need to be just as cautious in a GP clinic as we do in a hospital? Uh, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, what's, what's happening with the mobile phones is, as we say in our uh, different uh, publications, um, they are uh, extensions of our two hands, uh, and I call them third hand. Um, in addition to that is lots of, uh, of us as users never really wash or sanitize our mobile phones. Mm -hmm. And that third hand becomes a problem because we know that we touch mobile phones um, thousands of times a day. Uh, it's in between 2,000 and 5,000 times a day we touch those. And we use them um, more than three hours and 30 minutes. Uh, even in some countries in South America, they use that, like in Brazil, for example, more than five hours a day. So it's unbelievable. We are addicted to those devices. The problem, as I said, is we never sanitize them. Mm -hmm. And the, the biggest problem we're facing here is that, uh, you know, the World Health Organization come up with the, the hand washing campaign, which is the greatest thing ever. I mean, uh, as, as their website is stating, uh, we're saving millions of lives um, by doing hand sanitization, uh, which is great. The problem with mobile phones as a third hand, which is sold and filthy, um, the, the, after you, you, you wash your hands, you touch your mobile phone while you cross-contaminate yourself all over again, because those platforms harbor um, all those uh, microbes that I, that I mentioned before. And yes, um, the healthcare settings uh, could be extended to obviously any kind of clinics, um, uh, even uh, the dentist practices, even the GP practices, because uh, with our hands, you know, like, you know, surrounding, we touch as well so many different platforms. Um, if I take my pen right now, if I take a cup or if I touch the door knob, uh, what will happen is that I would transmit microbes on my, on my fingers. Well, the, as I said before, we touch our mobile phones all the time. So whatever microbes I picked in my surrounding will end up uh, on the mobile phones. And that is bad because mobile phones are very, very special platforms. They are not the same contaminated platforms of our surrounding because mobile phones are platforms that we can switch on. So they got the temperature control system that allows microbes to thrive. We condense all those microbes in that little platform, the mobile phone there. So all condensing this. And the, the, the other thing is we eat a lot with our mobile phones. So you might have had your breakfast this morning with your mobile phone, while you might have a piece of bread or, or, or whatever egg Benedict you, you had this morning <laughs> to end up. Um, so it, it might be a little debris, but for the microbes, it's, it's a huge opportunity to feed wow. uh, themselves from. And uh, what will happen here is that 
just by eating with your mobile phone, you give nutrients to those microbes. They are able then to replicate, to multiply, and so on. So the the the, the, the platforms as mobile phones are uh, are breeding ground for 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 all sorts of microbes. And in addition to that, we don't sanitize those particular platforms. So there is this unbelievable amount of microbes. And the last point is when you talk over your mobile phone uh, for communications, you spit out micro droplets. So there is a bit of saliva there, which by the way, you contribute to an enormous amount of deposition of new microbes mm -hmm. from viruses to, to bacteria that came from your oral cavity. But the moisture is actually something that uh, microbes also love. So you give uh, not only a five-star accommodation uh, hotel for those microbes, you give a heated spa uh, condition for those microbes. And on top of that, as I said, for the nutrients, it's actually a free buffet for all those germs to thrive. Wow. And the extended buffet is if the phone's in a pocket with a hanky or a tissue or, oh, gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and the matter of the fact is, um, lots of us actually will believe uh, that the mobile phones are indeed contaminated with microbes. Uh, i give you a stat. I think around 98% um, of the healthcare workers we've been serving um, really believe uh, those platforms uh, do have microbes, but we don't sanitize them. And that's right. kind of uh, worrisome, uh, especially uh, with the fact that indeed those mobile phones are mobile petri dishes. Yes. Okay. So how, you know, my, my wordle over breakfast with my husband is now finished. What else do we need to do with these devices to protect ourselves and our patients and clients? What's well, your I recommendation? I emphasize the, the, the risk before uh, going towards like a, an advice of what to do. Mm. Um, the risk is extended to the fact that we indeed found uh, bacteria as a very large amount. Our last publication found more than 4,000 bacteria in only 26 mobile phones. So coming from healthcare uh, setting, it was uh, actually swabs taken from the uh, pediatric intensive care unit. So you understand that here, yeah. we've got a lot of immunocompromised babies around. So it's it's very uh, a huge issue. And on top of that, we also found uh, a tremendous amount of uh, signatures of antibiotic resistant genes. Uh, okay. We found more than 560 antibiotic resistant genes in those, in those platforms. So you have here, a platform that is capable actually to harbor superbugs. And mm -hmm. the superbugs is a big issue because it means that if you get to contract one of those infections coming from those superbugs, um, you've got no uh, possibility for the, for, let's say, for the practitioners to treat you because they are all, uh, those bugs are indeed resistant to those antimicrobial drugs. So it becomes a huge issue. And you put that uh, on top of that to immunocompromised individuals, you can understand that the chances um, are, are very narrow in terms mm -hmm. of uh, outcome mm -hmm. and prognosis. So the, the, the matter of the fact, uh, those mobile phones are a risk. They are circulating in billions around the world. They are in different um, professional settings. The healthcare setting is, is a huge red flag, as I said, to, to because that will transmit in some way uh, bugs from the mobile phones to the to the hands, and obviously um, nurses and uh, and doctors uh, have a physical contact with the, the patients. So here is the risk, um, and as I said, those bugs uh, not only are uh, breeding on those platforms, but they, they are also uh, super bugs. So yes, uh, mobile phones are issue. They negate hand washing, which is another issue of the mobile phone because they are Trojan horse 
uh, that we don't really think too much about. Uh, however, the negate hand washing, which has obviously the consequences to uh, again back to the to the patients. So lots of uh, problems, and mm -hmm. indeed um, the best way forward is, and this is what we we're trying to do with our publications. We're taking a scientific angle to to lead towards a, a huge awareness, and the awareness is 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 multiple. It's not only for the community, and of course the community is important, and and they need to understand. Uh, that they have to clean their phones. And by the way, for one big, big reason again, which is that many of us actually use mobile phones in toilets. Mm. Um, I was waiting for you to bring this up. So, the people like uh, you and I, I'm, I'm I completely stopped doing that. Since I actually uh, knew about what is on the surface of mobile phones, I absolutely don't use mobile phones in oh. the toilet. I'll tell you why, by the way. We found uh, in our last publication and many other ones as, anyway, uh, E. coli uh, at 61% uh, at, uh, of all the mobile phones were contaminated with E. coli. We had um, all sorts of enterococci, fecalis, uh, physium. We have Clostridium difficile um, in, in those. We have Campylobacter, we have Salmonella. Uh, so all sorts of, by the way, viable, all sorts of bugs that will give you a, a very a strong uh, infection if you had a fecal oral route. So you touch your mobile phone, you touch your face probably 20 to 25 times an hour without even you knowing about it. So you touch your, your mouth, your nose or your, your, your eyes. That will be enough for an entry of those bugs so you can self-inoculate yourself. So obviously self-inoculation will give you the disease, but if you touch other people that are immunocompromised, the, the, the consequences are, are, are massive. So don't use, that's one of the solutions, don't use your mobile phones anymore in the toilets. Uh, healthcare workers, they admit that probably like with all the research we did, probably 50% of them, approximately 50% of them admit that they use the mobile phones in toilets, uh, which is absolutely not the way to go. So but back again, it's not really their fault because um, as I said, mobile phones are Trojan horse. So we are here to tell that be careful now that third hand, that uh, digital electronic device is a third hand that we need mm -hmm. to, to sanitize on top of our two other hands. Yeah. So the solution is what? Indeed, sanitization. And the sanitization, um, there are many ways to do it. Um, some are suboptimal. Uh, if you take like a clean felt cloth, um, mm. you're not going to do much. You are going right. to simply get rid of some debris around it, but you will not remove the microbes that are actually attached to the, to the surface of your mobile phone. So mm. it's a false kind of security if you just wipe it off like that. Right. If you use uh, alcohol type of wipes, you have to be careful with this. First, uh, some bugs actually can be resistant to alcohol. That's one way. Yeah. The second problem is that uh, when you use smartphones like that, um, if you wipe off uh, the surface of the mobile phone, what will happen is that there is a layer right on, on, on uh, the surface of it, which is a, a oleophobic layer. And it, what it means is when you take the, the, the alcohol wipe, you wipe it off as well. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to be able to have that kind of tactile uh, experience that you have on smartphones. So, what does it mean? And I open a bracket, I lost one phone like that because I thought it was a solution. And unfortunately it was not any more responsive. So I don't think anybody would like to lose their phones by cleaning it this way. And the third way is actually to look at using uh, ultraviolet C phone sanitizers. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and some of them work really well, some of them don't work at all. So there are many um, in the industry selling it. So obviously that will provide a lot of profits, uh, especially with the, this type of uh, research showing that they are harboring lots of microbes, but they are commercially available um, uh, UVC font sanitizers and they are industrial grade uh, UVC font sanitizer or the industrial ones that are going through a lot of certifications or, uh, are really working extremely well. Okay. Uh, we're talking with some companies now from the US and Canada, especially one in Canada, where their uh, UVC-based phone sanitization can do the job in 10 seconds. So all certified. And this is very interesting because, especially for us, because we do the research, we, we give the awareness of the issue, but we want to seek for a solution, obviously. Mm -hmm. So when we, when we look at this type of solution, it becomes very practical in the field to use those font sanitizer for one reason. If you take, for example, a healthcare worker, um, let's say a doctor or a nurse, mm -hmm. the person will wash hands all the time. Obviously, this is part of the infection control. Hands and it's, I mean, hand wash is around 20 to 40 seconds, a kind of uh, job. If you wash your hand and at the same time, you actually slit your uh, phone in a UVC phone sanitization, which will last 10 seconds, guess what will happen? Hand number one, hand number two, and hand number three, which is the phone, would be sanitized in a simultaneous way. So you will end up having a perfect compliance uh, adoption in the healthcare setting. And there is a lot of hospitals around um, here in, in our area that are very seduced by this type of infection control solution. Mm, absolutely. Wow. And do you think that that, I mean, I'm asking you to forward think, but, you know, would that end up in the domestic setting that we get? Completely. And this is yeah. back to your questions before, like if, if it could be uh, an issue in other sectors. Uh, I, I give you a good example. Look, um, you know, we always every year hear about, oh, I mean, COVID was there, but probably before that, um, we always hear about an outbreak in a boat cruise. There is an outbreak of this particular norovirus or this particular uh, yes. type of bacteria that leads to gastroenteritis, etc. So we hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, take that example. Imagine um, uh, a passenger like yes. me, for example, having a huge gastro, I don't really say it, but I go to the toilet, I use my mobile phone in the toilet, like many of us do, and I, play, I wash my hands, okay, fair enough, I wash my hands after using the toilet, however, I use that in the toilet, it can be cross-contaminated, like, you know, when you flush, you can have a plume effect where a bit of fecal material end up going in the surrounding, end up going in your mobile phone, wow. you wash your hands, you think you did the right thing, now you touch it and, oh, it's time. Oh, I just noticed that it's time for the lunch. I go to the floor of the boat cruise where there is the buffet where everybody can actually go to. Guess what's going to happen? Well, I touch my mobile phone, which is actually contaminated. I take a bit of salmon here, a bit of uh, pizza there. I touch my surrounding. Who, what's going to happen? You might have here a domino effect where someone behind me used the uh, touch, the surface, and you end up having not one person with a gastro, but a second, then third, three, four, five, because the cruise is going ahead. So it takes probably days to travel. You've got this cross-contamination. That is one big issue. And I'm trying to approach the boat cruises. Of course, mm. I need some funding. And by the way, this is something I really need to... Yes, I was going to ask how we can help you. <laughs> oh, I mean, funding is the, is the best. We have 
top publications, we are on top of, of, the, of the field mm -hmm. here. We've been using an incredible um, um, ability to, to, to look at uh, a signature of all the bugs. So we look at, uh, as I said, protozoa, fungi, bacteria, viruses, all the signatures by using what is called next generation sequencing metagenomic profiling. Mm -hmm. So we can have a, a full map of, of what is on the mobile phone. However, all of that is costing. And yes, we, we desperately need funding. And I'm going to tell you like another sector that we try as well to, to, to work with are the, the airports, for example. I was just going to say, please be airports. <laughs> yeah, the, the airports, it's, I mean, you know, the, uh, I, I, might, I might be a little bit, uh, let's say, um, a bit negative towards uh, what we're doing in airports in terms of biosecurity control. You know, uh, and I'll give you probably examples stock by themselves. Um, myself, when I travel from France to Australia, for example, uh, the first thing I'm told is, do you have any, I don't know, sandwich or cheese or something like along those lines? Mm -hmm. And yes, so you obviously say, yeah, I got a sandwich there. So you show that to the biosecurity officer. And the first thing is, you know, sorry, mate, but you would not be able to, to, to take that sandwich in Australia it goes straight to the bin. And I really respect that. I think it's, it's, it's fantastic because you definitely don't know what you bring in and you have a consequence, obviously, um, in this beautiful country mm -hmm. with the fauna or, 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 the, or, or all the plants and so on. So I completely understand that. Sure. However, did you have any time um, uh, a, a biosecurity officer stopping you because of your mobile phone? Never. Oh, and never. if I say to you that your mobile phone is a mobile Petri dish because our publications really are very, very straightforward. This is a huge amount of viable bugs um, that can stay on those platforms, not only for hours, not only for, 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 for days, they can even stay for weeks and for months uh, on those platforms. So it's not a trip of 14 hours or 16 hours from, let's say, Europe to Australia that is going to kill them. They are still on the mobile phone. Would you have any biosecurity officer stopping you for your mobile phone? No. Do the same thing now if you have a real Petri dish and you show that to the biosecurity officer, he will stop you straight away. The mobile phone is exactly that. And this is where there is a gap. So we, we're talking a lot right now. We're talking a lot about biosecurity issues. You know, you heard about the, the, the food, uh, sorry, the foot, hand, uh, mouth oh, disease, uh, the Schwein, the, the, the Schwein uh, virus, um, the, the monkey virus. We talk about all of this. No, never do we actually think that people that cross borders have probably those, um, those particular uh, type of microorganisms on their mobile phone. I can tell you, we found herpes viruses on mobile phones. We found there was one mobile phone from a healthcare worker that had five different herpes viruses. Herpes simplex one, the resolovirus six, the resolovirus seven, the Epstein-Barr virus, the cytomegalovirus, it's an example. We found other type of viruses like human papillomavirus, 29 strains on, on 26 mobile phones, the strains and uh, with a, a number of hits, which was quite uh, unbelievable. And some were pathogenic, so giving you all sorts of uh, papillomavirus uh, type of warts. Um, you had even, even viruses that lead you to cancer. Um, we had the Merkel cell poliomavirus, which is responsible for Merkel cell um, uh, carcinoma, which is, a rare, which is a rare cancer. However, the aggressivity of this cancer is unbelievable. Like the case fatality rate is 40%. 
Oh, even I think 45%. So it's, it's, it's very unbelievable that those particular platforms are still nowadays in 2022, a, a Trojan horse. And we really, uh, and this is where the awareness is going to, is we're trying so much to get the, the attention of the health uh, authorities, of the top health authorities nationally and internationally, including the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, including the World Health Organization, uh, and on the local uh, and the national authorities here in Australia. However, we don't really have a, a lot of, let's say, reaction. And reaction for me is actually a bad word. I really hate reaction. I like action. Yes, prevention. We, absolutely. <laughs> that is primary prevention at its yes. best. Yes. I'm talking about billions of mobile phones. What we found in, in some healthcare settings around the region here applies to all healthcare settings in Australia, to all healthcare settings in the world, to all airports, to all boat crews, to all those kind of public areas as well. And, and um, you know, finding more than 11,000 microbes in only 26 mobile phones with our last um, uh, publication. Uh, I mean, imagine the amount of bugs that are, let's say in Australia, I think in Australia, there is probably 1,300 plus um, hospitals, like uh, including public and, and private. So if we find in 26 mobile phones, more than 11,000 uh, microbes, which is probably around 400-ish uh, per mobile phone, you multiply that by, I don't know, 600,000 healthcare workers in Australia, you end up probably with 250 million microbes mm. right now, like as a snapshot, a little bit more than that. Um, right now, as a snapshot, any healthcare worker in Australia, the total amount of bugs on their mobile phones would be 250 million plus microbes, which is wow. unbelievable. So yeah, yeah, yeah. is it that we <laughs> need to do something about it? Yes, sanitization. And there are, there are some industry right now that are desperate. Of course, they want to do business. But at the end of the day, the, the, the future for mm. primary prevention in infection control is technology driven. Yeah. Okay. So if we can, if we can integrate those, those systems in our hospitals, in our mm. public bathrooms, in the airports, well, it might not solutionize everything, mm. but we will reduce the burden. And I'm going to give you another example of how we could save some money. I said before that mobile phones negate hand washing. It's yes. a big statement because mm. as I said, the World Health Organization is, is, is spending millions of dollars to, to, to make that compliance to, to obviously to our, all of us. Um, but when you think about it, when you hand wash, which is going to be negated by the mobile phone, when you hand wash, you use around 2.2 liters of water. Oh, yes. You spend, as I said, between 20 to 40 seconds wa washing your hands and clean and rinsing your hand, and then uh, obviously using some paper towel. So, all of that water, the mm. time, the, the, the wipes, all of this has a huge cost. So, if yeah. you take a healthcare worker, for example, um, applying the, the five moments of hand washing um, and treating, let's say, five individuals an hour, it means that 600,000 healthcare workers being compliant to hand washing, you're losing here 40, whatever, 7 billion liters of water just in Australia. Wow. So if I say to you, mobile phones, full of microbes, third hand, Trojan horse, mm. negating hand washing, it means that all the efforts, 
that the World Health Organization is asking us to do is wasted. When we like touch we, our phone. You, we pay millions of dollars, millions of dollars for staff to actually only wash their hands. If you look at the amount of shifts that are associated with only us uh, washing our hands, uh, let's say uh, after five patients per hour uh, and using 40 seconds of our time doing that, you, you're talking about millions of dollar shifts, all of that wasted. So what we need to do is stop wasting what the World Health Organization is telling us to do because this is the right way to, to obviously break down the infection, the infection issues and the spread of, of, of bugs by sanitizing indeed mobile phones. Wow. So just repeat again the device that you're suggesting will be the potentially the optimum way of sanitizing the phone. Just repeat that again. What's the device? So this is an ultraviolet C uh, phone sanitization. And what does it mean with ultraviolet C? is that you have like um, the ultraviolet C is part of particular wavelengths, which is under the, the, the normal vision that we have. So we, we see the things between 400 and 700, 700 nanometer. And below that, there are the ultraviolet. So it's a, it's a range between uh, 100 and 400 nanometer. And in that span of ultraviolet, there are three types of ultraviolet. There is the A, the B, and the C, mm -hmm. which is by the way, what the, the sun is radiating. But there is the ozone layer, the ozone layer stop the UVC. And if you take that UVC artificially and you, you use it in a, in a platform which is enclosed, what the UVC does, it, it is extremely germicidal. What does it mean? It's sidal means to kill. Mm -hmm. Germ, germ. So you kill germs with this particular emission of the UVC. Now, there are some industrial-based phone sanitization using ultraviolet C in enclosed platforms. So what does it mean is you are not in contact whatsoever with the emission of that UVC. All what you need to do, so imagine that my hand is uh, a particular, there is all that sound around me, sorry. So okay. imagine, imagine you have your, your phone sanitizer, which has a slit. All what you need to do is to actually get your mobile phone. It will go in and being actually uh, sanitized by the ultraviolet C it will take only 10 seconds of the time. Your two hands are sanitized and your third hand is sanitized as well. Mm. So can you put human hands under ultraviolet no, C? You cannot, the no. device will actually stop you from, I mean, will stop from functioning. It will right. be only the device. device. Oh, I was going to say we could save all that water as well, but that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> oh, they are actually, the, the water is sterilized by, uh, by ultraviolet C as well. Yeah, okay. Ah, oh, wonderful. All right. Well, amazing. I knew I just when I saw your article, I thought, oh look, I you know, I'm I'm in the world of healthcare marketing and health promotions. But when I saw it, I just went, this is a message that we obviously desperately need to share. What's the next steps in your research journey? And if a clinician, practitioner, therapist is listening, where can they go to follow what you're doing and learn more? So as you mentioned before, we are backed up by the Royal Australian College of GPs and uh, there is an, uh, a study that we want to do at uh, GP clinics. Uh, so that's one, one of the, 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 the other thing I would like to do is to um, have a kind of similar type of research in uh, dentist practices as well as um, uh, airports. Um, I think this is very important. I, uh, and for me, the, the limiting factor I have, 
And if there is any um, of your listeners or, or readers or, or members that can help us um, fund fundraising or giving us some support in that respect, it's one thing that um, uh, will will make uh, the things go forward. The, the second thing as well that is going to be quite important is to have that link to talk with the public health authorities. So whoever has uh, connections uh, above so that it can facilitate um, a conversation uh, between our team um, and them, that will be absolutely amazing. Obviously we're taking a scientific angle. So they are all uh, published in um, peer um, international uh, review journals, scientific one, of course. And uh, yes, indeed, that will help uh, quite a lot. Beautiful. Okay. Public health decision makers. Wonderful. All right. That's amazing. Dr. Tajiri, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Was there anything that you wanted me to ask you that I haven't? Any other points? Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. So in the meantime, while we're waiting for UVC to get in our hands, what's, the, what's better than what we're doing now? Get rid of hankies and tissues. <laughs> so I, I did probably grasp uh, your, your question. Can you just repeat it? Oh, yes, of course. What's, um, what are some better things we can be doing while we're waiting for UVC to become available? What, what are some better practices with our phones in the meantime? Uh, actually, they are, they are already available. So it's just a matter oh, okay. actually to, to, to buy those. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to connect with some of those companies to, to give me free sample because obviously research-wise, we don't have lots, as I said, uh, money. Yes. Uh, so we're trying to, to, to seduce them to, to let us use their, their, their system so that we, we can compare them. And this is one, one, one publication I'm trying to, to finalize now. We, we've been using three different company, uh, UVC phone sanitizer, and we compare those. Um, and of course, some of those companies uh, don't really like that because they're afraid that their system are suboptimal. And we found we found two of those companies that where it's not working. And a, a third company works beautifully, which is, by the way, the one that I told you about uh, from Canada. Mm. So yes, uh, th those are uh, available. Um, and uh, right now, what we should be doing is to, as I said, first of all, don't use mobile phones in toilets. Um, mm -hmm. Second is to understand that um, they, they are actually platforms for bugs and probably don't give it to your I don't know, daughter or, or toddler to play with because if they leak through your mobile phone and previously it's been used in toilets or have never been sanitized, which is the case for many, um, you might actually get that kind of entry of bugs to, to your loved ones. Mm -hmm. uh, and thirdly is indeed um, when you think you are going to touch something important, uh, uh, wash your hands uh, because you've been just touching your mobile phone. And I really will not advise to clean this with alcohol. If you want to lose your mobile phone at one stage, why not? Uh, but yeah, be careful in, um, in, 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 in doing so. Yes, wonderful. Oh, thank you so much for your time today. It's been so You're wonderful welcome. talking to you. And we'll put your contact details where people are watching the video if they want to get in touch. And certainly direct any public health decision makers, I'm thinking Telstra Health, anyone who's got a, a checkbook handy, we want to send them to Dr. Tajiri's oh, direction. Great. And even I mean, if people are, have connections with airports and uh, obviously yeah. those authorities, 
we are absolutely willing to do those experiments and we can share the data obviously with them so that we have the best biosecurity type of uh, uh, prevention and same for the healthcare system and same for the public uh, spaces. Wonderful. Let's all go and wash our hands now. <laughs> Thanks again so much for your time. Bye Thank now. You Bye. 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 Bye.